Hey Josh. Hey Ryan. How you doing? Uh, good, how are you? Not too bad. Um, how you been? Pretty good. Um, just, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's kind of having a cough attack before, uh, uh, might want to edit out that first couple seconds. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, uh, where were we? Um, I, uh, how you been? <laughs> um, <laughs> other, than, uh, other than, uh, you're, uh, coughing. Oh, no, that's, it's all good. Um, yeah, no, everything's, uh, going good here. Um, same old, same old with work and, uh, yeah. How are you? How's school? Uh, pretty good. Um, so we had, um, Last week we had uh, Monday and Tuesday off for, uh, I guess, President's Day weekend. Did you get those days off too? I had Monday off, yeah. Okay. So we got a Tuesday off too, um, <laughs> which was uh, kind of cool to have four days off. Um, I think I think it used to be a week off in February. Um, do you remember getting a week off in February or just four days? It was uh, just four days. Okay. I remember, um, actually, wait. Uh, now I don't know. I'm honestly not sure. I think it was just two days off, Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So we had, um, I think we had two days off in high school. Some schools, I think it used to be a week. And then I think some schools still do a week. But um Anyways, so we had we had four days off, which was nice. Um, then I went back to school Wednesday, um, and Friday it snowed a bunch. So, um, kind of knew we were we had a snow day coming up on Friday too. And I, uh, so, and I also took uh, I took Thursday off, um, kind of <clears throat> just like as like a I don't know, kind of like a mental health day, I guess. Um, so yeah. I ended up only working one day um, last week. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was almost, almost like a vacation, um, working one out of nine days, which was kind of cool. Um, so, uh, so um, uh, won't have any uh, days off for a while, um, really until April break, um, where we get like 10 days off. Um, so it's going to be kind of a grind the next uh, six weeks or so, uh, which is fine. I don't mind. Um, did you guys, uh, did you guys work Friday during the, uh, during the snow? Uh, no. Um, so we got sent up to New York back to one of the sites that we did back in the summer. Um, we had to go back to one of the sites. We went up there Wednesday afternoon. Um, we made the drive up there. Um, and then Thursday was the day that we were going to use to uh, go up there and troubleshoot. So it was expected that it would take more than one day. So they had a schedule to do Thursday and Friday, but we had the snow expecting. And so we wanted to get out of New York Thursday night if we could get all the site, everything on the site cleared. Um, 
So we ended up uh, being able to get everything cleared on Thursday. So we made the drive home Thursday, Thursday night. Um, so we didn't have to work Friday. So I had a short week too. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, yeah, we was, I was looking at the snow and the, um, the snow total um, kept going down. Um, so I was worried like we might have school or like we might just have a delay or something, but, um, it ended up being just like a lot of ice. Like it was, it was, it wasn't like light fluffy snow. It was just like this like thick ice. And then, you know, I was shoveling it, uh, on Friday and it was just like heavy, wet, icy, um, snow. So definitely the roads were too bad, um, to go in. Um, but, uh, that's cool that, um, you guys got a day off. Um, it's it's pretty rare, right, that you guys get a day off for uh, the uh, for weather. Um, I mean, it, it depends. Uh, with our crew, we tend to be able to get ourselves into a position where we're able to take a day if it's if the weather's not great. But if we need to push, and they're pushing us to get a site up, and you know, we might have to make a call and be like, all right, we have to go up there, you know, if it's a little windy. And, um, but, it, you know, it kind of depends. Usually, though, we're in, we're in a good spot um, in terms of like schedule. We're usually ahead of schedule. So if uh, we know that we're going to have a snow day or heavy snows coming where it's like it's not worth working, then we'll just take the day off. And um, But usually we, we try to give it a go. Um, you know, we'll go to site, even if we know it's going to snow or rain, we'll go to site and we'll at least try to do whatever we can, you know, even if it's not climbing, there's plenty of groundwork usually that we can do preparation. Um, so, you know, it's kind of just however we feel, if we feel like, Hey, let's get it done, then we'll, we'll make the decision. But, you know, if we don't feel like working in the rain or the snow, we'll just be like, yeah, call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, uh, on Monday is our first day, uh, without masks, um, for a while. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be nice. Um, I'm kind of curious as to how many students are, because it's, it's optional. So I'm kind of right. curious, like how many students or teachers will, um, still wear them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's nice to, it should be nice to kind of get back to, how it was um so that'll be that'll be cool um have you been uh watching any uh basketball at all um i've been following it yeah um yeah uh celtics look really good um yeah it looks like um the second half of the year it's gonna be pretty interesting yeah um yeah, I watched I watched them play the uh, the Nets the other night, um, and the Nets didn't have anyone good playing, um, but like they do look really good, and um, mm. and their their defense is like the best in the league, and um, it seems like they're running more, um, which is I think helping their offense a little bit. Um, so, like seems like they're kind of putting it all together and um they're only playing like eight players but that's Mm -hmm. fine um they're still spreading out the minutes pretty good and uh um pritchard's been playing well lately too which is Mm -hmm. good 
Um, but everyone's healthy and everyone's playing well. Um, looks like Rob Williams is, uh, you know, playing, uh, playing pretty well. Um, so they look like, they look to me like one of the, one of the better teams in the league. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, like you were saying, they're only playing eight players, but you know, they still have a pretty solid core of players, you know, that could kind of come off the bench at any moment. Um, which is good. You know, they got, um, Daniel Tice, you know, he's, it's nice that he's not your, your, you know, fifth, sixth option anymore. You got six, seven, eight guys now that are, you know, fully capable of scoring, giving you, you know, 15, 20 points any given night, which is what they were missing, you know, instead of relying on Jason and Jalen every game, uh, it seems like everybody else is finally uh, stepping up, which is great. And it seems like Tatum is, uh, has taken a step forward too. Um, kind of like what we were talking about and a lot of his criticism was coming from, like based off of his, you know, kind of selfishness and um, his uh, too much one-on-one basketball. It seems like he's getting his teammates a lot more involved lately. Um, he's putting up like four and a half assists a game this year, which is great. Um and yeah, Rob Williams is, he has been great. He's been a double, double machine lately. Yeah. Um, he's been a, such a big piece, I feel like, um, which is what we expected. So every, yeah, every, all the pieces are kind of, it looks like have fallen in place. And now it's just a matter of everyone needs to just stay healthy. AKA Marcus Smart. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Um, that's pretty much it. They need to stay healthy, smart, and uh, um, Rob Williams. Rob um, Williams, yep. And, yeah, I, I think if they stay healthy, I think they're pretty much as good as anyone. Um, I I, I kind of like – I feel like the Sixers are going to be pretty good with uh, mm-hmm. Harden and uh, Embiid. Um, I just saw the highlights of – Harden's first game in Philly and um he looks good like he I feel like he was like fat in the nets and now he looks like he now he looks like he just did P90X and he's like you know ripped. yeah it, it's funny because we were talking about this too we I think we were talking about this and we kind of made predictions like what kind of James Harden are we going to see in Philly and it looks like where we are seeing like the James Harden that is like you know the James Harden yeah. Um, and the same thing happened with the Rockets. Remember when he was <laughs> looked like he was getting fat, <laughs> like really fat, yeah. like on the verge of like looking obese. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he was with the Nets and he looked great. Yeah. And then the same thing happened. He got yeah. fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Maybe he he's just his body. You know, he once he gets that energy and he's just able to put it together really quick you know he's that's what it looks like i mean i don't know it's pretty incredible how a guy is just able to go from that to that real quick but i remember um vince carter you remember when he went to the nets um it was kind of similar he just did not want to play in toronto and all of a sudden he went to the nets and he was 
he was a beast. So, I mean, it just really, some guys just, they need to be in the right place. They need to be happy, you know, and then some guys, it doesn't matter where they are. They're just, they just want to win. Yeah. 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 And I agree. Um, just trying to get Luke out of the room. Okay. Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. He's usually not in this room with me. Um, but he's, uh, he was, and the door was closed. And um, I knew he'd want to leave. Yeah. We were just, we were just sitting quietly, nicely together. And then, of yeah, course, he, he starts crying at me. So, yeah. He but I, have I, yeah. I want to keep the door closed because um, there's, a lot going on outside um yeah but then like i don't want to lock luke in the room but like he doesn't <laughs> but yeah. he doesn't want to be locked out but he doesn't want to be locked in either right, right. so it's, it's like I don't, I don't know what to know it now he's upset he's outside but whatever yeah. I, can't, I can't stand him like crying at me you know that's yeah um but uh yeah, sometimes change of scenery is just what a player needs. Um, right. There's there's so many examples of players being unhappy, like uh, um, Anthony Davis on the Pelicans was unhappy, and all these players now like feel fine just like demanding trades and whatever. Yeah. It's like the normal thing. Yeah. Um, so it's like. Um, and James Harden's like, how many teams has he played for now? Oh, and he's he's like, oh, I don't want to play there. I don't want to play there. When is it going to be enough? You know, when is it going? And it's. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, I feel like that's what separates. You know, the the greats like Jordan. You know, and they didn't care where they were. You know, yep. it's once they're there, that's where they want to play and that's where they want to win. Yep. And. Uh, you know, nowadays it's just, it's getting a little ridiculous. I think, um, you know, it started off kind of like, okay, you know, it's the whole, even the, the big three with Boston, when KG and Ray Allen, that, that wasn't KG no, or Ray. That was, those were trades. By, that was a trade by Danny age yeah. and Kevin McHale. Yeah. Um, so that's, don't get that twisted. Yeah. But then LeBron and Dwayne Wade and the whole decision and that whole thing, um, I'm not saying that was like the wrong move for LeBron. I think that was the right move for him, but I think that did create like, kind of like that people started realizing, Oh, I can just go to a different team with another superstar, you know? And now everybody, all these superstars are, you know, best friends. And it's just a matter of time between before, like they team up together and, um, you know, it, it used to not be like that. It used to be a rivalry, you know, you want to beat, you're this guy you know and um it's interesting what it's become is it's almost like there's no more competition yeah um i, I mean i'm not saying that i'm, I'm just saying that's kind of like what that looks like to me is like guys don't really want to win it's just um i don't know i kind of have mixed feelings about it but i do understand you know you want to be happy where you are and you, if you have the ability to change where you are, then why not? So I totally get it. Um, but I think from a competitive standpoint, I feel like I would feel less of a competitor if that was the route that I kept taking. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I guess it's like it's easy for the players to do it. 
you know um you know if a superstar player a superstar player can basically do whatever they want as long as they're a superstar um you know you can get traded if you want you can you can do anything because the the precedents have been set um so I guess I give credit to guys like Bradley Beal and um, mm. Damian Lillard, who mm. are not in great situations, but aren't like demanding trades and aren't being a problem. You know, they're staying where they are. They're making the best of it, even though it's, you know, it's been tough. So I give them credit. Um, but like the whole super team thing, um, I guess, I guess the, I mean, the Celtics did it in 08 with the the big three. Yeah. Um, I guess that was like the first big one. I mean, there there have been other ones like the the late ninety mm-hmm. Rockets had a uh, Barkley and Olajuwon and Drexler, um, yeah, yeah. even though they weren't super successful. Um, but like, I don't know. Were were the eighties Lakers a super team? They had a uh, Magic and Kareem and worthy um but i mean i think when when you even consider like the even the 60s and 50s koozie and you know bill russell that was a super team they kept winning yeah the celtics won like nine championships out of like 10 years um so they were a super team um and then kareem got traded I think he kind of demanded a trade, I believe. Like, I could be incorrect, um, but he got traded from the Bucks to the Lakers. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess it's, I mean, re- definitely like the last 10 years or so, it's been a thing where players, if they feel like it, they just ask out. And, you know, the one of the bigger ones was Anthony Davis, um, you know, and, you know, it worked out. They ended up, getting a championship um but like you know the whole the whole thing (laughs) the whole thing where like the players just like stop playing hard yeah that uh, that's kind of disheartening to see you know like like anthony davis or you know whoever just like james harden just dogging it you know that's you know, that's not good for anyone, you know, um, it's one thing to ask for a trade and, you know, I guess that's fine to ask the owner for a trade, but to just, you know, to just, it's so unprofessional, I think, to just not give all your effort, you know, I mean, that's kind of inexcusable, I think, for, you know, getting paid, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year to do that. Um, I I just think there's, uh, there's better ways to go about it um than acting that way um but uh you know you look at um a guy like uh zion zion and um you know there's there's been talks about him (laughs) basically not wanting to play in the pelicans anymore and like he's it's just like a mystery like he's in like i think he's in like washington just like i don't like He's just like hanging out there, um, I guess working out or whatever. Um, but like, I guess they were saying like they traded for CJ McCollum and like he never like introduced himself or texted him or anything. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if Zion's doing the same thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird text him so he's gonna. 
<laughs> he didn't text him, so he's gonna demand a trade. Oh my I, god! I don't. Well, I, I guess they were saying like Zion's unhappy, and that's yeah, like why yeah, he I didn't guess. he didn't test text uh, CJ McCollum. Um, but I don't know. Zion's kind of a I don't know. He's he's kind of a weird case, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, the NBA's you know with these super teams. Then you had Durant go to the Warriors, and that was I don't know. You took you took the best team in the NBA, and you added arguably the best player in the NBA to it. Um, so that that to me was a little strange, like almost like over the top. Like yeah, do, you know, do we really need to put Kevin Durant on the Warriors? Um, uh-huh. I think that was a little unnecessary. Um, but. You know, I, I I think if you look now, though, there's not a lot of like um, big threes in the NBA right now. Not not a lot of like real big threes. And if they and if there are, they don't really seem to be working out like the Nets big three didn't work out. Um, the Lakers with Russell Westbrook, if you want to call that a big three, that's not working out. So it seems like a lot of teams are actually going with more like one or two superstars than putting a whole bunch of good role players around them, kind of like the Celtics. Mm. Um, and I think with the Celtics, I think, you know, it might be a, a, a different mindset between Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens. I think, I think from what I heard, Danny Ainge was trying to get a third star, whereas mm. Brad Stevens is more focused on getting good role players around Tatum and Brown. Um, so it seems like some teams are kind of, mm not going for the three superstars more so going for the one or two with putting around a uh, good role players around them. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the whole big three thing is a thing of the past at this point. And it's more just about having, like you said, one or two guys. And it seems like mostly two guys, like look at Chicago, they got Levine and DeRozan and then they got this crazy core of players behind them. Yeah. Um, and then same exact thing with Boston. They got Tatum and Brown and then the crazy core behind them. Um, you know, there's not really a third guy. It's just a bunch of really good uh, bench players. I mean, not bench players, but uh, role players and uh, supporting cast for those two players. Because um, I think I think teams realize that having that third guy can be kind of damaging where it's like, okay, who is the guy, you know, now you have three guys fighting for that one, you know, who is the guy. And I think it worked out in Boston with KG and Ray Allen and Pierce, because I don't think like any of them really cared. Um, and I think now it's, be- it's become like these players kind of have more of like a personality outside of winning. Um, so you know, they want to be the number one guy. Everybody wants to be Michael Jordan. And I think, uh, you know, with having two guys like that, it seems like Tatum and Brown, like guys like that, they get along really well. Um, and uh, so it seems like that works out the best. And, th- and that makes sense with uh, the whole Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens. I guarantee you that, you know, they kept telling Brad, like, hey, like, we don't want a third guy, you know, we're, we can win with just with just us, you know, and the rest of the team. We don't want a third guy because it's going to damage the morale, you know. And I, I guarantee you, that's what it is: is you bring in that third guy, and then all of a sudden you have those three, and it's it can be overwhelming for the whole team over time. 
Um, and look at like what happened with uh, the big three in Boston, you know, uh, that kind of is what it turned into like three superstars all of a sudden, like Ray Allen, one of them's getting benched and, you know, it creates drama. And I think um, maybe that's what teams started realizing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And I think the, like the Celtics big three, they fit, to, they had different skill sets. Um, so I think they fit together really well. Um, whereas some, like other times, <clears throat> if you just put three superstars together, but they have similar skill sets, it's probably not going to work um, all that well. Like even like, even like the, the, the heat um, when they had their big three, like they, they were a very good team, but they weren't like an amazing team. Um, and I think, you know, like Dwayne Wade and LeBron were pretty similar players. Um, and that's why I don't think it worked quite as well as the, the O's, the O seven, O eight Celtics, at least before Garnett got hurt. I think, right. I think those Celtics were de- definitely a better team than the, those heat teams. Um, so, you know, I, and I think teams, are realizing that in order to have a good team, you need like different skill sets. You can't have like overlapping um, stuff. You need, you know, shooting, rebounding, um, defense, and, you know, you need one or two superstars who can do, you know, a few of those things really well, but you're probably better off surrounding them with role players who can you know fill fill out those those skill sets like you know like a rob williams with his and um al horford with their defense and grant williams with his defense and shooting and pritchard with his ball handling and and shooting um you know just good good solid role players marcus smart has like all these intangibles and then you surround brown and tatum with those skills and then you add and then brown and tatum add more skills to their repertoire and then all of a sudden you have a really good basketball team um yep. so you know i mean you know these gms you know they're smart and you know the more the more time that goes by the more games that are played the more data they have the more they realize you know what it takes to have a good team um so so yeah i think you know, as far as just, you know, throwing random superstars together, I think we might not see that um, quite as much um, as we used to, um, which is good. And I think I think the NBA right now is is really balanced. Like there's no there's no like warriors. Well, there, there were no like warriors of five years ago where they were just by far the best team. Um, you have like a whole bunch of good teams and. I think there's a whole bunch of teams that could potentially like make the finals. Like in the East, you could name you could name a legit six or seven teams that could make the finals in the East. Um, and then the West, you probably the Warriors and the Suns are probably the two favorites. Um, but there's definitely a whole bunch of teams that you know are really good, and there's no like one or two like teams that are by far better than everyone else which is i i think cool to have the parity and to have a whole bunch of teams that have a chance to uh be successful 
Yeah, um, it's definitely going to be a very interesting playoffs. Um, I mean, even the good teams like Phoenix and Golden State, even, uh, you know, a team like that, if they play, you know, a team like Denver, who knows what could happen, you know. Um, Denver is perfectly capable of winning any game against any team, uh, just like Dallas and the same thing in the East, um, you know. Um, Miami right now, Miami would play Brooklyn. Um, I mean, assuming the play in thing didn't exist and it was just based off one through eight right now, Miami would play Brooklyn, which either team could, I could see either team winning that series. Um, Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, Especially if Brooklyn gets Simmons and um, uh, exactly. KD back, yeah. um, <laughs> oh, there's Luke. Yeah, he's joining. Anything to say, Luke? Oh, he's a little bit shy right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so I I think the team I'm most intrigued by moving forward is Brooklyn um, mm. because. Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and Durant, um, and they got some decent role players. They got, they got Andre Andre Drummond. Mm. Yep. Um, Joe Harris might come back. Um, I think that could be a key for them, if, whether or not they get Joe Harris back. Um, <clears throat> I think a guy like that's very helpful for like a Ben Simmons, who's not a shooter himself, but can benefit a lot from having a outside more uh, outside shooters on his team. Um, but like, I think those skill sets, Kyrie, um, Simmons and Durant, they, I think they complement each other pretty well. Um, obviously you have Simmons, who's like one of the most unique players in the NBA, who's not going to shoot from the outside, but he's, he's great in transition. Um, he's a really good passer and he's one of the best defenders in the league and, uh, Durant's probably the best scorer in the league and Kyrie is a great scorer, but also he's, he might be the best ball handler in the league. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's nice. I think it'll be nice for Simmons to obviously have the shooters, but also have a secondary playmaker with Kyrie. Um, And then you look at their size. Simmons is like 6'10". Um, Durant's seven feet. So, you know, even if they don't have Drummond on the court, even if they don't have a traditional center, they're still going to have a lot of size on defense and a lot of length. Um, so to me, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the Nets look like once they're, you know, fully healthy. Yeah. I'm looking at their roster right now. And I was just thinking if you, take this roster and you go five years back this is a pretty crazy team um kevin durant kyrie then you got lamarcus aldridge who's obviously he's older but if you go back five years ago and you put this team together that's a crazy team and then andre drummond um blake griffin gordon Dragic, paul Millsap. If you take those players and go five years back, that's the best team. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably you could probably do something similar with the Lakers, but you have to you might have to go like ten years back. You probably have to go like ten. <laughs> yeah, different story. But I think, um, yeah, that's a that's a really interesting group of players, uh, especially if they have a, a healthy Ben Simmons, um, and they got Seth Curry, um, Patty Mills. Uh, they got, yeah, they have a lot of, and Gordon Dragic, um, he could be good for them coming off the bench. Um, um, yeah, that's an interesting team. I think uh, Philly will be interesting too, but if Embiid gets hurt, then they seem pretty screwed. Yeah. Um, and without he gets, a backup big. Yeah, and he's... He's had a lot of injuries, so that's definitely a question mark. Yeah, so that's just something to keep an eye on. But aside from that, I mean, that's that's a that's a scary team too. Um, Philly and, and Brooklyn. If those two, if they play, if everyone plays, you know, um, Simmons and Embiid. If everyone's healthy, I think in terms of skill set, yeah, those are the two best teams in the league, uh, or at least the Eastern Conference. But Chicago, yeah. Chicago is uh, playing pretty well with DeRozan right now. Yeah, DeRozan's on fire lately. He's um, the numbers he's he's put up like the last nine games are like only like a few other players have put up those same numbers mm-hmm. like like uh, like Jordan, Kobe, <clears throat> Will Chamberlain. I think he's scored. He scored at least 30, I think, in his last nine. Um, and I believe until last night, he was shooting over 50% in each one of those games, too. Um, so he's he's been incredible. Um, definitely better than I think anyone's expected. Um, and the Bulls overall have been really good this year. Um, Levine's just came back. Um, I think they're really good. Um Vucevic is pretty good at center. I guess he's having a little bit of a down year, um, but he's still a quality center. Um, their offense is just when they're fully healthy. Their offense, their offensive talent is probably as good as anyone's, um, especially with Vucevic at center. Um, so I think, you know, that's why I was saying like the East has like six, seven teams where anyone could get to the finals um so you know hopefully uh players are healthy heading towards the playoffs and i think the eastern conference playoffs could be just like really fun to watch yeah i feel like every game would just go down to the wire Um, yeah i mean the celtics are the sixth seed right now and they're only four and a half games behind miami um only three and a half behind chicago they're only a game and a half behind Philly for uh, the three spot. So everyone is just so close. Um, man, Philly and Boston would be interesting. That, that could very well happen. Philly and Boston in the first round. Yeah, there's there could be some really good first round matchups, yeah. um, which is cool. Um, it's good. It's good. The first round seven games now instead of five. Um, right. 
But uh, yeah, there's like there's gonna be like one or two teams, like seven or eight, that might not be great, like a Charlotte or an Atlanta. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely have potential to have a lot of really good series. Um, and then, um, yeah, the Nuggets you mentioned are getting a couple players back. Um, I guess um, they're uh, uh, Jamal Murray is coming back, and um, who's that other guy they have? That that tall guy, Porter. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. Um, might come back too. Um, so yeah, they've been good anyways without them. Um, but if you add Murray and Michael Porter Jr., um, definitely. And Jokic, you know, he obviously won the MVP last year, but I mean, he's just like he's definitely a top two, top three player in the NBA. Um, so anytime you have a player like that on your team, you know, you always, you always got a chance. Um, so they could definitely make a run in the playoffs. Um, and you got some other decent teams in the West. Like um, I like the, uh, the Timberwolves um, with Carl Anthony Towns um, and D'Angelo Russell's playing well. And I think Anthony Edwards is one of the best young wing players in the league. Um, so they're looking pretty good. The, uh, the jazz, um, I'm not too excited about the jazz. Um, I feel like they've been better the last couple of years and they're just kind of the same, same old team. Um, so, but they're still, they're still a really good team. They just, they just don't excite me, um, too much. Right. Um, Close is in the West. The uh, the Lakers stink. Um, Grizzlies are good. Um, Morant has, I guess, become like a superstar now. Um, which is cool. Um, so they're good, although I don't have a ton of confidence that they'll make a deep run in the playoffs. Um, but I don't know, I guess. I guess, assuming Chris Paul and Draymond Green are healthy, I, I think it's probably going to come down to the the Suns or the Warriors in the Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, like you said, with Denver kind of or uh, Utah kind of being like the same old team, kind of the same thing with Dallas too. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, Memphis could uh, definitely surprise. But like you said, it's not they're not a guarantee it's a young team and they're not really playoff experienced. Um, Morant is great, but we haven't really seen him perform in the playoffs. So it's kind of hard to say. Um, yeah. Minnesota finally, um, yeah. and like her <laughs> might have a decent year this year. Yeah. It was, uh, it was funny at, um, during the all-star break, um, <laughs> the, uh, Carl Anthony towns, um, Zach Levine and Andrew Wiggins uh, took a picture together, and it's it's funny because it um, they all made the All Star game, and they all used to be on the same team. And we I remember we used to be like, oh, this team in a few years they're gonna be really good with with Wiggins and Levine and Towns, and you know they traded two of them. They all became All Stars, um, but you know, fortunate I guess what? it worked out for the Wolves. Anyways, they. Uh, you know, they're a pretty good team now. 
I guess that ended up being one of those things where like, yeah, there were three great players, but they were, you know, it's kind of the same, similar talents. I guess they just didn't mesh well together. Um, yeah. It looks like Towns, it looks like he is playing well with uh, D'Angelo Russell at the point, as long as he stays healthy and Anthony Edwards. I mean, he's only a second year player. Carl Anthony Towns is only 25. D'Angelo Russell is still pretty young. So if they keep that core of players right there, then I think they'll, um, they might not, I think they'll make the playoffs this year, but I think they'll be good for the next couple of years. Um, so they'll be up and coming, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> probably not, but <laughs> um, it would be nice to see them uh, at the top of the standings for once. Um, yeah. yeah, it would. I, mean, I think the last time they were really good was when they had KG in like the early 2000s. Yeah, and they um, they traded for uh, Spreewell and Sam Cassell. Um, they were good. And uh, they made it to the Western Conference Finals and lost to the Lakers. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was that was a really good team. Yeah, I remember watching those playoffs. Those were, uh, I think, the o two o three and then the o three o four playoffs. I, I'll never forget those. Um, watching, uh, I think it was Dallas, Steve Nash, and Dirk. Um, that was like the first time I ever watched Steve Nash. He was insane. He would just, I just remember him dribbling like in the paint and then he would just dribble out back to the three point line and then just like dribble all around like the court. Like, yeah, he was, he was amazing. Yeah. Um, like the, like, the, like he was a Har- Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I think that was the 0203 playoffs. That was when I really started falling in love with basketball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Cleveland too. That's another team that's kind of young, but they're uh, they could definitely make a surprise. Um, it would be really interesting to watch the playoffs this year. I'm excited. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Me too. Um, it will be, and um, hopefully injuries don't play a big part in it. Mm. Um, you know, I would love to just see all these teams healthy play play each other. Um, I think this a Suns Warriors conference finals could be amazing, and then a whole bunch of matchups in the East could be amazing. Um, yeah. It'd have a, a whole bunch of six seven game series, um, and then you know the finals could be potentially a really good matchup too. Um, so. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I agree. I think I think these playoffs are shaping up to be um, to be really exciting, and I do think the Celtics have a chance to make the finals. Um, maybe not a great chance, but if they if they're fully healthy, um, I think they could beat anyone in the East. So it's it's cool that the the Celtics are, you know, playing so well and going to have a, a pretty good chance to make a run. So, um, yeah, just hopefully, hopefully most of the players stay healthy and, you know, we have a really good uh, couple months of playoffs to watch. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, it, it was uh, disappointing last year, I think. Um, I remember last year a lot of players were hurt come playing playoff time. 
And, um, it almost wasn't even fun because that was really the determining factor was the injuries. Um, so you didn't really get to see the teams at their full potential. And I think, you know, a lot of that had to do with COVID. Uh, so hopefully this year is different now that things are starting to go back to normal. Um, and it's nice, like things are going back to normal. The Celtics are playing well. So it feels like everything, my life is kind of back to the way it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe COVID just kind of messed the Celtics up a little bit. It looks like they did. You know, now that <laughs> they got the mask mandate lifting and um, the Celtics are playing great. Um, yeah, things are back to the way it should be. Hopefully it lasts. Yeah, yeah. Now we just need to get the Patriots back in the Super Bowl. Yep, yeah, yeah. That's next year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be next year. Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, um, Steve is uh, working on some good faces for next year. I know. Hopefully, he's getting his game face on. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe... Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say maybe maybe um maybe we could go to, no, to another game uh, next oh, year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would love to. Um, yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we could do a Celtics game. I mean, I'm still kind of like iffy about those. Yeah. Um, if it's if the whole COVID thing's over with, I guess I don't really care. But it's yeah that whole deal kind of makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, but the Patriots game, I'm totally down for. Um, I was going to say, too, uh, UConn men are playing well as well. Yep. Yeah, they uh, they finally have a pretty good roster. Um, they're, I don't know if you've seen them at all. They're, they have a big guy. Yep. Um, do you know his name? I can't. I, I know. It's a weird name. Uh, I think he's a sophomore, though. I know. I yeah. Think I know. Yeah, he's I, – I, he's – I assume he's from Africa. He's got an African right. name. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's really good. Um, and they got a pretty good point guard, I think. Um, I've seen a little, seen them play a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're, they're a solid. Oh, I watched, um, watched them the end of the game against uh, Villanova um, mm. that they won. It was, it was pretty crazy at the end. They were, they were down by four. Oh, I remember that. I, Did I you remember, watch it? Yeah, I remember. No, I remember watching. I saw the score um, on my ESPN app. Yeah. And I was like, I, they're not going to win. And then later on, I, I looked at the score. I was like, oh, shit, they won. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching like the last few minutes and like it was close. Then all of a sudden Villanova got up by four and they had the ball. And I forget what happened. I think it was a turnover, and then UConn hit a three, and then like missed free throws or something, and then UConn mm. made another shot, and they won. Um, so like they had a very small chance of winning when they were down by four without the ball, with like forty seconds left. But um, so that was a pretty crazy finish, um, and a good win for them too, because Villanova is like a like a top fifteen team. Um, so that'll yeah. help. Yeah, help yeah. In, in terms of like seating right yeah i was gonna say i think they're like they're like a seven or something um yeah. maybe not that high but um but yeah either way i yeah they're uh that'll definitely help them out i think uconn last uh they put the seatings out i think they were 21 yeah um so that'll definitely help them climb up a little bit for sure 
Um, yeah. 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 It's good to see you kind of good again. Like you said, yes. the world, the world's kind of getting back to um, how, how it's supposed to be. <laughs> um, it's a, uh, yeah, it was it was fun watching all those good Yukon teams. Um and uh it's been a while. Like they got really bad. I, I don't know like I don't know what happened with Kevin Ollie. Um yeah. that was kind of weird. Um yeah. cuz he won a championship like his first year or second year. Mm. And then like he just couldn't recruit anyone and he got fired or whatever and then he sued the team like Yeah. It was and like after they won the championship, he was like, there was talk that he was gonna get, he was gonna get an NBA coaching job, like with the Lakers. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like he gets fired from UConn. It's it's pretty crazy how how quickly things turned for UConn, like kind of yeah. out of nowhere. It seemed like. Yeah, I remember. Um, I was disappointed about uh, Calhoun retiring, but I remember I was excited about Kevin Ollie taken over and uh i remember that first championship and i was like oh man they're you know they're gonna be great again under kevin ollie for another you know however many years i just i thought kevin ollie was gonna be i mean assuming he didn't take an nba position of course um i was like oh man they're gonna yukon's gonna be great again and and yeah no the opposite happened yeah um but it seems like bobby hurley's doing a good job Yep. Um, so, and you put a good roster together, seems to be do, de- doing a decent with the recruiting, um, which is good. And then they made the tournament last year, I believe, right? They remember? did. They yeah, lost the so. first they game. They lost in the first game. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But still, you know, making the tournament a couple of years in a row and, um, they're going to have a, you know, pretty decent chance, I think, to make, to win at least one game, if not, right. If not two in the tournament. Um, so yeah, we got the, uh, March madness coming up pretty soon. Um, it's amazing how like, um, it's, it's amazing how like the, uh, I don't know, just like things, things just keep happening in sports. It's like, just like, you know, it's baseball is going to be starting soon. We're going to have March Madness. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's always, you know, the next things. And um, like we said before, too, it's cool with, you know, COVID winding down, you know, to just have this sense of like how things were with like, okay, we're going to have a March Madness. We don't have to, you don't have to worry about, you know, not having it or, you know, not having a baseball season or playing games without fans or, all that stuff. So it's, it's cool to just be like, you know, we got baseball coming up, we got March Madness, we got the NBA playoffs and just kind of like the normal s- stuff to look forward to that, that we're used to. I love how we judge like how good, like our worlds are based off. <laughs> and meanwhile, there's like, a, there's like a war breaking out in Russia and really, yeah, Celtics are- everything's <laughs> good. <laughs> Yeah, you but can. I mean, why? I mean, eh, I, I'm not gonna, <clears throat> I'm not gonna worry about something that I can't control. Or, yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm happy that I'm able to watch my sports. And th- honestly, this is like, I think the best time of the year for sports. Um, you got the Super Bowl just now, and then uh, the second 
second half of the year or second half of the NBA season starting um, baseball coming up um, March madness. Yeah. It's, and it's nice that our teams are at least contending. Um, it's nice to see UConn at least contending and it's nice to see the Celtics. It looks like they're going to, they're going to keep playing well. Um, and we have the Patriots to look forward to. So it's nice to be a sports fan. And it's nice that uh, things are going back to normal with this whole COVID thing. And we're able to just kind of enjoy it for what, what it is now. Cause I was like, not really into sports when, you know, yeah. Um, when that whole thing was going down, they were trying to bring it back and, it's just everyone was getting injured and it's just like maybe <laughs> yeah. they shouldn't even be doing this you and there's know? no fans i felt bad for the players at some point you know it's yeah. like there's elves um so it's it's good to see that it's back to just a game now and we're watching them contend um looks like everyone's at full health which is great so yeah it's um it's good yeah and the uh the MLS started yesterday. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was uh, yeah. wondering it. Usually mark it on my calendar, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see how the revolution do this year. Revolution, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you're right about the our teams, like, Every single one of our teams is good, and it's funny that w- that we expect it. <laughs> it's like, right? <laughs> I feel as a teacher, like I kind of feel like we're like the parents of like a good student, and we're like go- mm. we like go to conferences and be like, he better be doing all his homework, <laughs> you know. And but for us, it's like our sports teams. It's like, oh, they better be, you know, they better be good, and they better be contending, and yeah, um, you know, um, it's crazy how. I don't know. I know we've talked about this before, but like our entire our entire lives basically since we've been watching sports, like we've always had good teams. And it's like and it's always different iterations. Like, you know, there was you know, there was the Pierce Celtics and now it's like Tatum Celtics. And um it's just I don't know. Like you it's just it's just cool, you know. Um I think even if our teams weren't good, I'd still enjoy watching sports but you know it is cool to live near a city and have the teams of that that city just be constantly contending it's you know it's it's pretty cool yeah i remember being a kid and thinking like man i can't imagine watching the celtics or the patriots without pierce or brady you know like a lot of the times it was the only reason I watched the game is which, you know, to watch Brady or Pierce. It's like, they're the great, they're the best players on the team. And, uh, and I was like, man, I'm not going to be into this anymore after that. And, you know, like you said, like now we got Tatum and it's like, you know, he could be even better than Pierce and Jalen Brown and, you know, Mac Jones, he's going to be, another you know hopefully he's another tom brady that we get to watch he might not be as great but hopefully it's like we get to watch it you know we get to watch him compete and um hopefully contend yeah 
Yeah, that'd be funny if Mac Jones wins like 14 Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah, and then everyone just hates Mac Jones, just like they did Brady. <laughs> Uh, New England always wins. <laughs> they're cheating. <laughs> yeah, they're Bill Chuck is just he's always cheating. Doesn't matter who his quarterback is. Mac Jones is going for like his 14th Super Bowl and Belichick's like 94. <laughs> <laughs> he's just on like Zoom at the game. <laughs> Steve's holding the computer. <laughs> he's like He's like, Bill's like, Steve, turn the camera. I'm looking at your face. I don't want to look at your face. <laughs> Steve's making weird faces. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's a funny uh, thing to think about. Um, <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, so you know, sports are. Good. I I remember. Um, I remember watching that. I was watching that. Uh, I think it was a doubleheader on uh, ESPN. I think, and I watched the first game, and it was weird. It was we. It was a weird atmosphere, and then they said the second game got canceled because Rudy Gobert had COVID. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh no. And um and sports got shut down. And you know, as someone who watches a lot of sports, like I was like, I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. You know, I mean there's no sports sporting events. Like yeah, I was like, I guess I'll watch regular TV. <laughs> like, it sounds like it sounds like he went through like a major crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sounds I mean like it's, a- it sounds like you're on like a helpline right now. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know where to turn. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, so I, I, oh yeah, I'm starting to remember. Now. So I started like, um, <laughs> I started listening like. I, I would listen. I had previously listened to a lot of sporting sports podcasts and the sports podcasts didn't know what to do either because there was no sports. So some of them, it was kind of cool. They started like doing like rehashing, like some of the old stuff. Like um, there was this one, I listened to this fantasy basketball podcast and he was like going through like the best fantasy basketball players of like certain years, um, which was really cool. And then, Bill Simmons was doing a uh, redrafts of of different years in the NBA, which was cool. Um, so it was actually kind of cool. Um, I think I watched some old games and stuff. So it was kind of cool to take some time and kind of appreciate the past because, you know, you don't really get too much of a chance to do that um, nowadays um, with all the live sports. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was weird and different, but, you know, it wasn't the end of the world and, um, things are getting, uh, back to normal, which is cool. And, um, it is like, I mean, just the normal way of living, you know, 
kind of look at it now and um mm-hmm. you know it, it, i guess it was kind of nice you know I, I guess you don't realize what you have until it's taken away from you yeah yeah um i think i remember doing the same thing uh i remember because that that was like all i did when i in the hotels was watch sports and um but i remember yeah they would play um like old games on espn like the classic games and stuff and i'd watch those and um it was nice honestly like it was kind of um it was like the best of kind of like that situation um we got to watch old games i remember watching games from like the 2000 it was like the 2014 playoffs which i don't even remember watching i think i was not in boot camp but i i don't even remember watching the playoffs that year so i, I remember watching like the whole the whole playoffs pretty much um and then the older games too it was fun watching like from the 90s and then the last dance came out um with jordan so that was fun to watch too yeah yeah i forgot about the last dance yep that was that was good yeah so it, it was kind of like fun in a way um getting to like go back to that stuff yeah yeah it was i mean i guess we were kind of forced to um yeah. <laughs> but it was cool it was um and now it's it's cool to you know just have the normal um live sports um so um and uh with um you know with 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 uh betting on sports um i've uh i've started watching more of um or paying more attention to some other sports like uh, i've been watching um a little bit of hockey um i'm trying to follow not really follow but like kind of follow soccer a little bit there's so many leagues it's amazing how much soccer there is in the world yeah uh, i didn't realize like every country has a league which i guess isn't surprising but it's like there is just it's so incredibly popular around the world um so so yeah i mean i you know i've been watching a little bit of hockey which is cool um but yeah i mean i you know i guess i've been just watching a lot of sports following sports which is i don't know i guess what i've pretty much always done um but you know it's fun i enjoy it yeah yeah definitely yeah um yeah i won uh some pretty good chunk of change friday um i uh i won like 150 um on some sports betting while i was in new york this past week yeah and um, so i took those winnings and i put it in a roulette and i ended up winning eleven hundred dollars um so i i withdrew 850 of it and put it back into my uh my account and then um i tried playing the the other 300 and i lost it but i still won 850 so um, nice yeah so that was a nice little win um, awesome yeah and you just make all sorts of money don't you yeah i know i know i, I normally don't i mean 
I don't know. I figured it was like money I won. So I put it in and then I got up to like 450. And then uh, I placed like a $50 bet and I, I doubled. So then I placed a $100 bet and I doubled that. And then um, I just, I worked my way up to 1100. And then I was like, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to, I know if I stay in, I'm going to lose it all. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, once I got to, once I saw, um, I over 11 or over a grand. Um, that was when it was time. Yeah. You didn't want to lose like the, the rocket game. Yeah. Well, I was like, okay with, I was like, all right. Once I got up to like eight, I got up to like 600 and I was like, all right, if I go back down to 300, it's okay. So I think I placed like a $200 bet because I was okay with losing the money and I ended up hitting I think I kept I kept betting black and uh, I just went on like this crazy black streak and I was like, all right, I'm going to do 200 on black and I hit 200. So I won 400 off that. And I think that's what put me to uh, 1100. Mm, nice. Um, yeah. So I kind of like, instead of just like playing it safe and making small bets, I was like, you know what? This is money I won. Yeah. So if I lose it, I'd rather just like win big and then pull it out instead of just sitting here like, trying to like be smart about it and strategic because no matter how strategic you are it's you know you're just going to be sitting there and then you, you're probably going to lose most of it if not all of it eventually yeah so i was like yeah big go big or go home pretty much and i got lucky so yeah um yeah so uh that was a little side gig for this weekend awesome but, yeah. um yeah that I would say if you're going to play roulette, that's the best way to do it is to make right. a, a few big bets versus a lot of small bets. Yep. Um, if you make a lot of small bets, you're you're going to lose the money. Exactly. But if you make a few big bets, you could win a lot of money, which you did. Yep. Yeah. Um, and if I do it again, I want to have like, like normally I put 200 in and then that's what I use for like the sports betting. And then I'll, I'll win like a decent amount. And then like the next day I'll just, I'll play that and roulette. Um, and like, sometimes I'll end up losing it all, which usually happens. So it's not like a huge deal, but like, I'll still be like really upset because like, I'll get up to like, you know, a decent amount of money where I should pull out. And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm okay with losing it. And then I actually lose it. I'm like, oh, God damn it. You know? Yeah. It's just like a yeah. shitty feeling that when you win the money and then you lose it, it's yeah. not really so much like, no, I'm broke. It's just, I, I could have had this much money and now I don't have any of it. Yeah. You know? And that's <laughs> yeah. like the shitty part. And like, I was like, I was like so upset with myself for like at least a couple minutes. And it took me like a couple minutes to like come back to reality and be like, Hey, like I'm, I'm fine. That was money that I could afford to lose. And like, yeah, uh, I just got to stop. Like uh, I get like caught up when yeah. I, when I see the money get so high, I'm like, oh my god! And then if it drops down, I'm like, shit, you know? Yeah. So like, I was like, with the bet that I made when I got to 600, I was okay with dropping back down to 400 because I still made a 200 dollars profit and I was gonna pull it out. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, if I double it, then I'll I'll hit, I'll do four, I'll do 200 again. And then I got lucky, but it doesn't happen every time for sure. Yeah. Got to be smart about it, you know. 
And it's not even being smart. What I learned is like, it's not being smart with the game. It's just being smart with like <clears throat> the money that you put in. Um, and I'm trying to use, like, I noticed that I'm really successful with like the sports betting. So it's like almost a guarantee. I win every time. Um, you know, just placing a bunch of small bets and then it, it accumulates. And um, so, yeah, it kind of worked out perfect, though. One decent amount from that. And then the next day, bumped it all the way up to 1100. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so on, on FanDuel, you can um, you can do parlay bets and right. um, you're so every uh every day i do like a like it just like a, a just for fun parlay bet where i, I bet a penny mm-hmm. and if i hit the parlay i win like a few hundred thousand dollars um now the odds are like astronomical right but right. i just i just do it for fun so like like today i um i picked a 25 over unders to bet between hockey nba and uh college basketball and if all 25 hit then i win over a hundred thousand dollars um and i bet a penny (laughs) to do it um it's so it's incredibly unlikely to happen but um, yeah i've been just doing been doing those one of those every day for fun because it's only a penny so it's almost nothing yeah no yeah um no i i love doing that because that's what I like doing too is the parlays, um, you know, low risk, high reward. Yep. Um, and it makes it fun because then you're like, yeah, you know, I could win $500,000 or whatever, you know, even, and it's like, it makes you want to like watch and pay attention. So it adds that level of excitement. And then even if you lose, it's like, whatever, it's a penny. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few months ago, um, I did a, uh, a a parlay bet um, for an NFL game. Um, I just had a feeling like that the the Vikings um, were gonna uh, do well against the Packers, and so I did this same game parlay, and I just I bet all these Vikings things to Ooh. happen, like their each of their receivers to like score a touchdown running back to have a certain amount of yards and all right. the, all this stuff, like 10 different things. And I, I bet like a quarter and it hit, it hit and I won like over 30 bucks. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think as long as, like you said, as long as you never bet money that you can't afford to lose, then it's fine. Because even if you lose it, it's like, you're fine. <laughs> You know, yeah yeah <laughs> everything's fine it's just it's just a sh- it's for me it's just the worst because it always happens i always win and and then i have a problem with you know pulling my money out and that's when i get mad is when all of a sudden i had like a two grand that was mine and then i could have just left i could have just pulled put it in my bank account right then and there and then all of a sudden it's you see that number as zero and <laughs> Like, damn, you know, what could have been, I could have paid, like, I could have paid like six major bills and <laughs> instead I'm like, hey, yeah, well, all right, back to this, you know, 
yeah. and it's, it's more just like what could have been and that that's what like bothers me it's not so much like oh and i just lost like the last bit of my money yep uh, but i mean it is what it is it's not like a huge deal yeah just got to learn how to pull my money out at the right time yeah which you did on friday but usually yeah um i've done it a couple times the 15 grand and I, but i mean that was a given it's like i would have been really 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 stupid if i didn't walk away with that money yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah and um so another thing with uh sports betting is so like you you mentioned how crappy you feel like when you lose and you're not even you're just losing money that you could have won you're not losing money that you need yeah but and i haven't looked into the data or statistics of this but i think they're are i'm guessing a lot of people who do lose money that's important to them with sports betting and um i i just watched this one youtube video um and it was this guy that worked for one of these sports books and he was basically saying how they're just set up to just just take people's money and they know they're gonna ruin a whole bunch of people's lives and they don't care and um he mentioned this this one um this one person because he worked like these this hotline i guess i guess these sport books i think they have i don't know if it's like a crisis hotline but like they all have numbers you can call if you're having a problem with gambling yeah right and i guess there was this um there was this guy that called and um he was basically saying like I forget exactly what, but he was like suicidal or whatever. Oh, yeah. And um, so I guess this guy went and told his boss, like, you know, what do I do? And I guess basically the boss was like, whatever, like, I don't, I don't care. Like, you know, and, um, and he, so he was just saying like, that's the mentality. Like, yeah. you know, like people are, we're going to, we know lives are going to get destroyed from this right. and yeah. we're, we're going to advertise to get people addicted to this anyways, you know? Um, and you know, it, do, it doesn't matter, you know, even if, you know, people's lives get destroyed or whatever. So that, that, you know, that can be, or I guess that's the dark side of, uh, yeah. of gambling. And that's, that's just why you, if you do it, you have to just be responsible with it. Um, yeah, I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how, um, I don't know. I guess, um, I guess some people, maybe they use it as like an income source, you know, and that's probably what that guy was doing. And then he probably ended up losing and, and then he, you know, probably had like kids and, who knows? Um, but I mean, I get that. But at the same time, you know, there's uh, look at alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> of know? course. Um, there's so many things yeah. that we advertise that kills people every day. Yeah. Uh, look at cars. Yeah. Look at food. <laughs> uh, the yeah. air we breathe. So, 
Um, I think if, if we're going to, if we're going to be like going down there, I think we need to look at, we, we maybe need to look at changing the way we educate kids growing up. Um, yeah. No, uh, implementing in the school, something in the school systems where they not saying advertising gambling in the schools, but making sure kids are understand it, uh, you know, not teaching them how to gamble, but I don't know. I think we need to start having a more realistic outlook on what the future is going to be. Um, you know, children are, are, it's inevitable. Uh, the generation growing up that, you know, the kids that you're teaching, they're probably, most of them are going to be, you know, addicted to some sort of gambling or drug. Um, it's inevitable. And, uh, you know, if we're, people are going to just keep doing that where they blame uh the actual thing it's like it's we need to just educate better uh i think you know that's what it comes down to yeah yeah and um yeah and you know like with anything you know you gotta do it in moderation um Hmm. you know like a little bit of gambling is fun but too much is bad just like you know drugs or anything um yeah and that's and that's why the most important rule in gambling is to only bet what you can afford to lose um but like even even myself like when i started and like when i would like lose a couple of bets i i did feel tempted to bet yeah. more and i was like i got to make that money back you know yeah um you know so i do get the feeling um but you know at the end of the day you know at least you know at least as far as we're concerned we both have you know good jobs we both have a good source of income and there's no there's no reason to risk you know uh, money that we actually need so we're we're pretty fortunate in that sense i guess we can kind of have play money yeah gamble with investment opportunity yeah yeah